Father, we do ask that you would help us know how and learn how to bless you. We know all the ways you bless us, Lord, but we want to know today how to bless you. We pray you show us that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I really I started to bring a live turkey uh, to church this morning, but then I thought that wouldn't be a good idea because he has foul language. Somebody leaking air here. Well, Thanksgiving is a time in which we tend to think of the ways in which God blesses us. But how is it that we can bless God? Psalm 103, verse 1, let's look at that. It says simply this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. So it's easy to see how God blessed David, the author of Psalm 103. But how could David bless God? Well, he actually answers that question in the next verse. Psalm 103, verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. A person blesses God by remembering all that God has done for them and then thanking God for those things. So if God blesses people with gifts, then people bless God with gratitude. If God blesses people by giving them things, then people bless God by giving him thanks. Thanks that bless God must be wholehearted. David said, that he needs to bless the Lord, O my soul, with all that is within him. And remember all of his benefits. So God's all really cannot be praised with less than our all. And so David's talking about some specific ways that he can be thankful to God. And I want to just walk through some of these specific things that he mentions mentions in the first handful of verses of Psalm 103. The first specific thing he mentions that he remembers and thanks God for is forgiveness. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, forgive none of his benefits. He who pardons all of your iniquities. You know, David needed forgiveness after his sins of adultery and murder, which he He wrote about the guilt and the shame that he was carrying. He wrote about that in other psalms. But when he was confronted by the prophet Nathan, and then he repented and confessed his sin to God, Nathan says, I think, some of the most beautiful words in all the Bible. The prophet Nathan says, the Lord has taken away your sin. And I just want those wonderful words. The Lord has taken away your sin. I want you to think back to a day when sin weighed heavy on you and you were fighting with the torment of shame and guilt and the fear of someone finding out maybe what you had done. And then you repented and asked the Lord for forgiveness and then this reality hits you that the Lord has taken away your sin. 
I mean, he's really taken it away. Later on in Psalm 103, King David says, as far as the east is from the west. Just let that sink in, all of your sin. Because I've talked to many saints over the years that think that, yeah, the Lord forgives me, but not for that one, not that one. Oh, yes, he does. He has taken away all your sin. How awesome is that? So we bless God by thanking him for forgiveness. Let's just do that. Just close your eyes for a moment. Just, just, just whisper under your breath now. Lord, thank you for forgiving me of all my sin. Thank you. The second specific that King David blesses God by remembering and thanking him for is healing. He says, who heals all your diseases. Now, the simple meaning of this is that whenever there has been healing in your life, you look back in your past, any time there's ever been healing in your life, God did it. That's what he's talking about here. David gave God credit for all the healing he'd experienced his entire life by praising him for it. I don't know if you, if I asked you, do you believe in divine healing? I might get some different answers uh, from some of you here, but I want you to understand today that there is no other kind of healing. There's only divine healing. Cecil Taylor was preaching on his passage, and he said this. I thought it was really interesting. He said, God may heal by means of doctors and medicine and hospitals. God sometimes heals without doctors, medicine, and hospitals. God sometimes heals in spite of doctors, medicine, and hospitals. But always and only it is God who heals. So if a person takes an aspirin and their head stops aching, God did that. So thank him for it. Some are alive here today because God healed you. Some of you were sick with different kinds of illnesses in the past. Maybe you had some kind of flu or measles, mumps, heart attack, cancer. Dengue fever, COVID, the list goes on and on, but you're here today because God healed you. So we bless God by thanking him for all the times he's healed us. So let's just close our eyes for a moment. Now, again, just, just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for all those different things throughout my life that you brought me out of and you healed me. Thank you, Lord. There's a third specific thing that David Blesses God by thinking for, and that is, he says, because he redeems his protection, and the verse says, who redeems your life from the pit. Now, for David, the pit was a place of death and destruction, and redeem meant not so much bringing him back, bringing back his life from that realm, as keeping him from it. So David praised the Lord for rescuing him from premature death. In dark moments when tragedy threatened and calamity confronted, David thought of all the times that God stepped in. I mean, from David's earliest days, those of you who have read David's story in the Old Testament realize he is a child of providence. He had cliffhanger 
and narrow escape after one after another by the dozens. From the jaw of the lion, from the paw of the bear, from the sword of Goliath, from the javelin of Saul, from the armies of Absalom, from the, force, from the forces of the Philistines, God delivered David over and over and over. So David sings a song, he redeems my life from the pit. Every person here, by the way, every person that's online with us today is, who knows the Lord is a child of providence. You are alive today because God has protected you from danger and from death so many times. And in fact, every one of us is in a sense a walking miracle. God has protected us over and over and over again from all kinds of deadly illnesses, all kinds of accidents that would have been lethal had God not stepped in. So many times that he did step in that we don't even know about, we're not even aware of. That he protect, stepped in and protected us. As a newborn, my parents told me, uh, as an adult, they told me all the times I was so sick as a baby, they didn't think I was going to live. I had multiple problems in the hospital. They kept me there for a while trying to solve all my health problems. But I want to agree with David that he, God has redeemed my life from the pit. And so has he yours. In so many ways that you know, in so many ways that you do not know, you are a child of providence. That's why you're alive here today, because God has kept you alive. And that is the only reason. So let's just stop for a second now and just thank God for his protection. Close your eyes. Father, we just thank you for all those times you protected us. We were doing something that wasn't wise and stupid. You protected us all those accidents you delivered us out of and killing us. Lord, we just thank you. And thank you for all those times we don't even realize what you've done for us. Thank you, Lord. Well, there's a fourth one, a fourth specific, is, is love that he thanks God for. He says, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion. Now, the Hebrew word here for crown comes from a root that means to circle or to surround, or to hem in. So David blesses God by praising him for his you know, all-encompassing love. And he's always surrounded by his love. Everywhere he turned, he realizes he, he could not turn any direction that God's love wasn't upon him, surrounding him. As a farmer once mounted a weather vane on top of his barn, and on his weather vane, he simply wrote the words, God is love. So one of his neighbors came by one day, and it was a really windy day, and it's spinning around. And his neighbor was not a religious person at all. And he said, oh, so do you mean that God's love is, is unchangeable? I mean, it's, it's, it's changeable as the wind is? And he said, no. What it means is that God is love no matter which way the wind blows. I want you to think about this. There is never a situation in your life in which you are not encompassed by the love of God. There's never a situation in which God is not loving you, that he's not somehow orchestrating the very situation you're in with love encompassing you, love driving it. So let's just stop and for a second, just close your eyes and just thank you. Thank you, dear God, for how much you've loved us. 
how you've taken so many situations and turned them for our good over and over because you love us. We can trust you, for even the ones we're in right now, that before you're done, we'll see that you loved us once again. Thank you. The fifth specific is satisfying. He says, he satisfies your years with good things. Now, David may have meant that God always provided him a food to eat, and that is enough to be thankful for. But David is talking about something <clears throat> way beyond groceries as far as the satisfaction that comes from God. God fills every longing and meets people's deepest desires. As St. Augustine said, that, that we each have a God-shaped void that only God himself can fill. And so we thank God that he is our satisfaction, that we have found our deepest hungers and have been satisfied in knowing our God. So let's again just close your eyes and we thank you, Father, for being our satisfaction, for filling us, for your presence being the best thing we've ever known. It's better than life, your nearness, oh God. We thank you for satisfaction. Now, I just mentioned one more specific here that David mentions here, and that is the strengthening of the Lord. He says, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. So David meant that God gave him this buoyant, tireless strength. There were times where he just felt like his strength faded. It was almost gone. And somehow he knew he could keep going because God would give him strength. I don't know how many of you guys remember, some years ago we had a professional bass fisherman by the name of Clay Dyer speak here at Grace. He had no arms and no legs, and he's a professional bass fisherman, and he spoke about his life. And one of the things he said that stuck with me was he said, I have never said the words in my entire life, I can't, because I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. Now, to hear a man with no arms and no legs say that, it's pretty impactful. And I've never forgotten that. In times I've been tempted to say I can't, I remember that and I say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so can you. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Last week when I was preaching at the conference to these pastors in Pakistan, and I was preaching from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., every night for four nights in a row. And I had a lot of people worried about me. You okay? You going to be okay? And the verse that kept coming to my mind was, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I'll tell you, I never felt tired. And it is true for me, it's true for every one of us, that God will give us the strength that we need. We can count on that. We need to trust him for it. We got to do this by faith, but he will give us that strength. But think of all the times in your life he has done that. And you didn't think you could go another step. You didn't think you could make it through that ordeal or that situation or that challenge. You did because he gave you the strength to do it. So let's close our eyes again and just say, just tell him you're thankful for the strength. Lord, we thank you for all those times that you gave us the strength. You renewed us and gave us the ability to get through that situation. Thank you, Lord. So he mentions these six specifics. So that's how we bless God, by giving him thanks. Thanks for what? For forgiveness, for healing, for protection, for love, for satisfaction, for strength. We have so much to be grateful for. We could go on and on and on with that list. 
And so in just a moment, I'm going to give some of you a chance to do that live. And again, we, we call this our ABCs of being able to share a brief word of thanks to God. Is A is audible, so come up and speak to the mic. B is brief, so once you take off, try to land. And C is Christ-centered. This is not a time to brag about what you've done for God. It's a time to brag about what, to God, what God has done for you. Okay, so as you're thinking about uh, what you'd you like to share now, we're going to hear from some uh, by way of video, and then you'll get a chance to come up as well. But go ahead. If you're thinking about it, go ahead and get in line now, and we'll have that open mic in just a moment. Let's listen to these vi- this video first. I want to thank God for Wyatt. Um, we got to bring him home to Texas after he was born in a foreign country. And when he was born, he was born and turned blue quickly after and was in the NICU, and we weren't really quite sure what was going on, and we just prayed out to God, cried out to Him, and actually that um, same day we were waiting in our hospital room with no baby, we turned on our live stream, and Grace uh, had a prayer meeting, and I got to hear people that I loved praying for my son um, that he'd get to go home with us, and so we're just so thankful and want to give God the glory for letting us take him home and then now bring him home to Texas to meet everyone. So we're so thankful. So I'm thankful that the Lord heals me of my migraines. I had been having a lot of episodes of migraines on my way to bed when I was waking up. And one day in our small group, while we were doing Food for the Soul, um, I shared with my group that I had these migraines. And Larry felt on his heart that the Lord was asking him to pray over me so he didn't hesitate he asked the group to lace or to pray over me and again they didn't think twice they came to me they lay hands and since that day I haven't had another episode of my migraines I'm thankful for that hi we are the camp family this year we are so thankful that we got to adopt Jackson Harper Club The past couple years have been so crazy for us. Uh, We were serving in East Asia, and at the start of the pandemic, we went on a trip, and we haven't been able to go back since. So it's been 22 months of unknowns, change, waiting, uh, transition. Um, it's, It's been a lot of questions for us, too. But God's been so good. He's been the one thing we rely on and we do know about. We know his goodness, he's provided for us every step of the way. Um, materially, physically, a place for us and our kids. Even more than that, he's provided for us Jesus. And, and we're just so thankful for um, that he is all we need. Some of the things that I'm thankful for in this Thanksgiving season is uh, Financial Peace University. My wife and I took Financial Peace University um, last October through December. And we began doing all the things that they teach you to do in financial peace. And uh, little did we know that fast forward to July the 1st, I had emergency surgery and I got a stage four colon cancer diagnosis out of that. And we were prepared for this eventuality. I've not worked since June of this year. Um, And our emergency savings fund has got us through all all of the financial uh, issues that we're dealing with. And that's just one of the things among the many, many things that I have to be thankful for uh, here at Thanksgiving. On September 12, 2020, my dad was admitted to the hospital with what appeared to be severe COVID symptoms. He was in ICU and had coded once within the first few hours. After being 
in ICU on a ventilator with very little improvement. For over two weeks, we were informed that he would need a tracheotomy the next day and admitted into a long-term facility as it would take months to recover, not including to learn how to eat, walk, and talk again. We requested prayers from our Grace family and friends and fasted, praying for a miracle. When I arrived that next morning, my dad was awake and breathing completely on his own. It was a complete miracle. And I knew this as the doctors and nurses were coming to see for themselves. They couldn't believe it. They had never seen someone wake up and improve so drastically in a matter of hours. One doctor said, I don't know who it is you've been praying to, but he's real. This year on the same date, I broke down in tears again, but this time, tears of joy, praising God and thanking him for all that he had done for the miracle that we were able to witness. He was able to go back to work within a matter of a couple of months, and now knowing Jesus is his savior, Jesus healed him, and all things are possible through him. We're so thankful we've had another year to spend with my dad, making memories and being able to spend time with him. I'm so thankful to you, Grace family, for all of your prayers during that time. And I'm especially thankful to God for healing him and showing us this miracle. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. First of all, Gary and I want you to know that we are so thankful for you, our church family. We really love each one of you. And this Thanksgiving, I would just like to say that I am so thankful for my granddaughter, Blakely Austin Tanner. Uh, go ahead and come on up uh, right here. Just kind of make a line right here. You guys come on up too as well. Let's go ahead and come straight up here. Okay, Denise, come on up here. Good morning. I'm Denise Crimes, and I joined the Grace Fellowship about a year ago, uh, two years ago, <laughs> January. Um, I just want to share that the Lord healed me of cancer. <laughs> yes, praise God. I'm a living miracle. I was diagnosed around my birthday, age 50, of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and they told me stage four. I said, good news is it's slow growing. <laughs> Bad news is it really, really doesn't respond well to treatment. So they didn't do anything until about a year and a half until more. Uh, it was, it's in your lymph nodes. So I had tumors in my lymph nodes and began to put pressure on my spleen and real uncomfortable. And so they gave me chemo, five rounds. I didn't lose my hair, praise God. <laughs> tumors shrunk. And I was good for about two years. After two years, it came back aggressive, large cell. So they gave me the stronger chemo. I did lose my hair, went through five rounds of chemo. After the fourth rounds, I had really bad case of shingles. And um, so I was having a pity party. Eventually, you're going to have one. And I'm crying, and I'm putting on my makeup, and I'm looking at my little bald head. And I said, God, why do I have to go through this again? And why do I have to lose my hair? <laughs> well, you've never liked it. <laughs> I love my wig. It would do everything my hair won't do because it wasn't real hair. So I had to laugh. I said, that's right. <laughs> he said, but Denise, the worst thing is you are self-rejecting. I'd always had a voice in my head that said, you know, you shouldn't be here. You're really in the way. You're a problem. <laughs> and I never knew to dispute it or disagree. I thought everybody heard that. <laughs> but God said that voice is killing you, and you've got to uh, re 
rebuke it. So I did. And I've not heard it since, praise God. And I sang happy birthday, and it was October. It wasn't April. And so I praise God that I'm alive and well, and cancer is not coming back. God heal my soul so that my body could be well, and I'm free. been my pastor for 27 years you and Tracy are such a blessing thank you and the Psalms yes aren't they wonderful Psalm 23 says surely and only it's all goodness and mercy and uh, pastor you said God is love no matter which way the wind blows well, if you're married, you know that there, the wind blows a lot. <laughs> but I want to thank my faithful God for 50 years of marriage to a good man. Amen. In mid-April, in mid-April, I got COVID. And one of the effects it had is I lost my appetite. I stopped eating and drinking. I ended up getting pneumonia and ended up getting hospitalized on April 27th. The uh, hospital staff looked at me and they said, looks like a multi-system organ failure starting. Looks like a heart attack might be going on. Looks like maybe cancer. And we, oh, yes, by the way, COVID. Probably uh, be in the uh, hospital for two to three months. I'm sure my wife was already praying. I might have been distracted, don't remember. But anyway, um, I'm sure in addition to her prayer, she called the elders. She called her church peeps. Apparently God answered because I was released 12 days later. And here I am. I have two daughters and... Um, you know, we all pray for those prodigals, and they were raised in the church. They went away from the church, maybe even atheistic. But um, through circumstances in my oldest daughter's life, it has brought her back to God. She has returned. So there's a prodigal that's returned to the Lord. And what she's doing in her family and her prayer, her main prayer is that her husband would know Jesus and become a believer and a follower. But the fact that one of my children has returned to God and she's praying and her daughter's praying, it's just, it's just a wonderful thing. I'm very thankful. The man in the blue shirt is my husband. Um, I'm so thankful that he's still with us. The day that he went in, um, I knew what the diagnosis was, but I felt peace. And throughout his stay in the hospital, um, there were times when I felt like not eating that morning. And I'm thankful that God revealed his ways. He said, what nourishes you nourishes him. Eat breakfast. Because I thought I was supposed to fast. And he said, no, not right now. Um, about a week into it, uh, I, had I had gone to the hospital after um, church. And I ran into his doctor. And his doctor was amazed that Brian was improving so much. And I um, I said, well, thank you for what you do. And he said, well, it's 90% Brian and 10% us. And then he starts walking off to another room. And I said, and God. And he turns around, comes walking back and looked irritated. 
And um, he said, well, you can believe that if you want. And I said, well, no, it's true. And he said, well, yes, there is some placebo effect of believing that, um, that somebody can get better. And I, and I was praying, God, how do I answer this man? So I said, um, well, no, actually, there was a baby born in the hospital a couple of, couple of years ago with the body part that was missing. And I related how indignant I was that it was gone. And so when I saw that baby in the morning, I was just talking to Jesus saying, this is not fair. This is not fair. This is not fair. And a couple other, um, two nurses and the unit secretary came over and said, what's missing? And I showed it to them. And so they walked off and I said, this is not fair. This is not fair. Jesus, this is not pop. It popped up. And I went, whoa. <laughs> and I got the uh, nurses to come over and look again. So I related this to the, the doctor. And I said, so if you ever have a question about God healing people, go over to the women's center and talk to them. They can tell you that they've seen it. And so the next day, all heavens opened. I was not able to go into the room to see my husband. Before that, that whole week, I was not allowed to go in the room. I could go in and see women who had COVID and to see their babies, but I couldn't go in and see my own husband. And so that next day, I went in, and the, the nurse, the head nurse says, is that your husband there? I said, yes. She says, she already asked his nurse, found out I was a pediatrician. They said I could go in. So I put everything on, got to go in, got to pray for him, and that. And then he was out just a few days later. So our obedience to God can open the heavens in a magnificent way. I'm so thankful for God. Good morning. I'm so thankful for, uh, first and foremost, my family. Um, and in years past, when we've had a Thanksgiving service, I've been thankful for, of course, my salvation and for the salvation of my extended family. We weren't all raised uh, Christian, and uh, they've been slowly coming into the kingdom. But this year, I want to just say thanks to the Lord for family, both my immediate family, all of them, and uh, my church family, starting with uh, the pastoral staff all the way down. This year, we have leaned on you guys so much. Uh, it's been a tough year for a lot of people. And I'm thankful. Uh, I think 14 years ago we came, because uh, 13, Jonathan's 13, um, we dedicated him here. And I remember uh, the charge was for us to raise him in a, in a godly home, and the charge was for you all to help us raise him. And uh, you all have. Thank you, and thank you, Jesus, for a church that follows God. Thank you. All right, so um, Christopher Hill. Actually, I've still got my tag on. But um, So last year, I think we were up here, and we were thankful for having a baby. Um, well, uh, we're still thankful for that baby. Oh, my gosh, Zoe is great. My wife's over there. She's nine weeks pregnant with our next baby, so I'm very thankful for that. I'm I'm thankful for new beginnings. Um, I I got separated from my wife in 2014, and uh, that separation stayed permanent, and the divorce was final in January of last year, 2020. And um, the Lord allowed me this year 
to get married to an amazing, wonderful woman named Angela Hauser. And, and give me two beautiful daughters named Hannah and Becca Pomichel and a beautiful extended family. And so I'm just thankful to him for new beginnings. Good morning. Um, we just want to uh, testify, you know, what God has done for our family. Jordan is my first son. He was born a normal baby, six pounds, 11 um, ounces. Um, had no issues. Nine days after he was born, he was diagnosed of uh, jet junctional atopic tachycardia. Well, that ended up with him having a permanent pacemaker placed in him. Well, he carried the pacemaker for 18 years, and we went in for our usual annual uh, doctor visit this year, January of this year, and they told us that the one of the leads was fractured. Now, that, <laughs> that causes a lot of fear. So I called Aaron, I called Pastor Will, I talked to whoever I could talk to. I said, y'all need to pray. I'm not sure what's going on. But um, the Lord directed us to a great electrophysiologist. And um, we went into his office believing. The word came from the Lord and said, I'm going to turn this around. But you know, when you hear stuff like that and you're dealing with a heart issue, I mean, it's real. He has a pacemaker implanted in him. So now we're facing another surgery. He'd already had about four surgeries, you know, to change the batteries and all that stuff. And um, so he, we walk in, we hold in hands. I said, Jordan, you know what a miracle is? When a miracle happens, you will know, you know, God will, God will give us a miracle today. We were believing. Now, did we believe it? I don't know, but we believed. We held hands. The electrophysiologist walked in and he went through this. He said, you know, this is 18 years of uh, medical history. That's a long, I, I needed time to look at it. I said, take your time. He left, came back again, and he said, um, now, I want to understand, why does he have a pacemaker in the first place? I said, I don't know. The cardiologist put it in him, so you tell me you're in a better position to say it. Well, long story short, May 14th this year, um, we went in for the final surgery, and to the glory of God, he does not have a pacemaker. It's been removed, so... Life free of pacemaker. God has been so good to us. So, thank you. Thank you for praying for us. Hey, I'm going to invite the worship team up here. We're going to close in just a, a minute here. I want to give you guys each 15 seconds, all right? Can you do it in 15 seconds? All right, come on up. Oh, two and one. There you go. You get... I'm really thankful um, for my little brother, um, Abraham. He was born, and uh, we thought he died. And uh, I really was praying. We all were praying that he went, that he would live. And uh, what was it, Dad? When was he born? Last year. Last year. Um, he came out alive and healthy. So, yeah, I'll just elaborate. We definitely thought we miscarried at least three different times, a lot of bleeding issues, a lot of health problems. And uh, he's eight months old now, and he's healthy and no problems. But we're just thankful for him.
Hey, let's all stand, and we'll close with this Thanksgiving song. Your 